This is Building Resilience Podcast, episode 162, Step Parenting. Welcome to Building Resilience, a podcast where theory, practical strategies, and inspiring stories show you how to unlock your best life. I'm your host, Leah Davidson. As a certified life coach, speech-language pathologist, and nervous system resilience expert, it is my mission to teach you how to be more resilient to life's adversities. I will show you how to manage your mind, befriend your nervous system, process your emotions, and even eliminate stress. It's time to do more than just survive. It's time to thrive. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Building Resilience Podcast. I am happy to have you here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I wanted to let you know that if you are new to the podcast and wondering where should you start, which episodes would be the ones for you, I created a Roadmap to Resilience podcast map that will give you all the top episodes that really focus on nervous system resilience, because I know that that's what a lot of people are interested in. And I have a link to that in the show notes, or you could find it on my Instagram Leah Davidson Life Coaching or Facebook, or you can shoot me off an email, Leah at Leah Davidson Life Coaching, and I can send you the link for that. It gives you the sort of the top 11 episodes that will help you get a good grip on nervous system resilience. So check that out. Now, today it's a little bit of a different podcast episode. I thought about doing it for a while. I've been a little hesitant because the, the, Beginning part, I think some of the things I'm going to share may sound a bit like complainy and venty and maybe not as positive, but I'm keeping it real because we're going to be talking about step parenting. Now, as many of you know, I am a mom and a stepmom. We have a blended family of five children. My kids are actually all very, very close. They were pretty young when my husband and I got married. And so they have been with each other for a long time. So really, if you were to ask them, they don't consider each other, quote unquote, step siblings. I'm not sure what that would even mean for other people, but they truly do consider themselves siblings. I don't even think my younger ones remember a time when we haven't been a blended family. Now, I also have a realization and something that I've talked about a lot on the podcast that life is 50-50. And I really feel there is no truer statement than when you were talking about a blended family. All along in life, we experience the good, but we will also inevitably experience the bad, which actually on a side note, I just want to mention one of our family's favorite Christmas traditions is we watch Love Actually every single year on Christmas Eve day. Well, did you know that in 2017, some of the cast got together and did a very short 16 minute Love Actually part two for the Red Nose campaign? Well, if you remember the character who was played by Colin Firth, he was the writer that met this housekeeper and she was Portuguese. And at the end, he goes off to pronounce his love and propose to her. And in part two, you see that obviously they got married and you see that he had been learning Portuguese and they're driving in the car and she turns and she says to him in Portuguese, if you're lucky, your life will be 60% happy. 
There are too many complications for anyone to get to 100%. But if you've got love, then sometimes it feels like 100% happiness. And that is a wonderful thing. I love that because I love that that's how she expressed that 50-50 of life. And it's kind of funny, his Portuguese isn't great. And so what his interpretation of it is, is very different. But I just love this idea that life is 50-50. But when you do have love and you do have support, it can feel closer to 100%. But at times, it is not going to feel so great. When you are in a blended family, there are a lot of complications. There's a lot of complications in families to start with. But sometimes I think a blended family is called a blended family because they really are blending the good and the bad. It's so enmeshed together. Today, I wanted to take some time to share in this episode about being a step parent and what it's like. I don't usually put myself out there saying I am a coach for step parents. But what has happened over the years is it seems that people have been drawn towards me as we're talking, or they'll hear me talk, they'll reach out, they'll say they're divorced, they're a stepmom predominantly, and they would love to coach with me because I have that perspective as well. So I have worked with quite a few stepmoms in particular. The challenges that come up seem to be very, very similar. These are challenges, some of them that all parents have. And some of them are unique to just being a stepmom. I wanted to talk about this topic for a long time, but it was a little bit apprehensive because it can kind of be sticky. There's a lot of negativity, I feel, and that's just my thought, I know, but I know it's often the thoughts of many stepmoms surrounding being a stepmom. And what happened is around the holiday season, every time the holidays roll around, I feel that everything just becomes more complicated and more pronounced. The challenge of step parenting really gets highlighted. So I decided that I'm going to do this episode. I'm going to give you some fair warning. If you are not a step parent, you may just not get it. You may think that some of what I bring up is insignificant or petty or immature. I've had people who have not been step parents or people that I coach have said that people have said to them things like, oh, just get over it. Put your kids first. Make it a priority. And while intellectually people know, emotionally, it's much harder to do because there's a lot of subtleties that go on behind the scenes that people may not see. So you may not understand why certain things are hot topics for step parents. Now, if you are the biological parent whose children have a step parent in their life, you also will have a lot of thoughts and feelings. You may feel defensive. You may feel justified about some of the things that I'm talking about. You may feel like, what is she talking about? Not enough credit is given to me as a biological parent. And I am also a biological parent, so I get that. If you are a stepchild, I am very, very sure you will have your own list of grievances about your step parent. You probably have your own list of grievances about your biological parent, but as we'll talk about later on, having those lists of grievances about your step parent can sometimes be a little bit easier to manage because you're not dealing with so much loyalty. It was kind of interesting over the holidays because I listened to some of the things that one of my stepkids was sharing about their memories of certain experiences growing up in our family and how they described certain situations. And I didn't say anything. I just listened. But 
it was interesting to hear that perspective because honestly, in my mind, I was thinking, I'm sure it seemed that cut and dry for you back then and even now to consider it. But you didn't know what was going on behind the scenes that we were having to deal with. So I know that stepkids often have a lot to say about their step parent. It's not always kind. And if you are a stepkid, your perspective is going to be different. And I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just going to be a very different perspective. The perspective I'm going to focus on today is being a step parent and specifically being a stepmom, since that is my experience. And I may be wrong, but I do think stepmoms have a bit of a harder time. So I wanted to give them a shout out. I want to share with you some of the thoughts and feelings and perspectives I have heard. So this is not just coming from me. I'm drawing from the perspectives of people that I've coached or I'm in a lot of different groups where stepmoms are there. And these are some of the typical things that I hear. So I just wanted to shine some light and build some awareness on the world of step parenting. So over the holidays, I also saw the old movie Stepmom with Julia Roberts in it. Now, it came out back in 1998. I loved the movie then. Obviously, I wasn't a stepmom then. I never imagined I would be a stepmom. But as I watched it now through the eyes of being a stepmom for the past 16 years, it actually kind of pained me that in all these years, not much has changed in stepmom world. There's a scene that really gets my heart in particular. It's where Julia Roberts, who plays Isabel, the stepmom, she wants to take the daughter to a concert on a school night. Now, the biological mom is played by Susan Sarandon, and she says she's not allowed to go. And then she kind of reprimands and shames Julia Roberts for being such an irresponsible stepmother, for even suggesting to take the daughter to a concert on a school night. Well, what happens is Susan Sarandon then goes out and buys the tickets herself to surprise the daughter. And of course, the daughter is over the moon and excited. Julie Roberts is left there, like standing completely shocked and hurt and angry. And this, to me, kind of represents a lot of what happens, not the exact situation, but a lot of what happens to stepmoms is that they are left standing there kind of feeling like they don't have a place in the world with children and kind of feeling like they're feelings and concerns aren't being considered. So I'm going to share with you some of the common things that I hear. And admittedly, I have felt some of these over the past 16 years that I've been a stepmom. And of course, I keep will emphasize these are perspectives. I'm not saying it's truth or the way it is, but this is what a lot of stepmoms have shared that they're feeling. And I'm going to also add that I'm really referring to a stepmom who enters into the family when there are younger kids involved. I truly think it's a whole different ballgame when the kids are adults or later in their teen years or young adults. So I'm really referencing when kids are still living at home and there's still a lot of active parenting to do. So here are some of the things that stepmoms and probably stepdads will often say. You have the responsibility, but not the reward. So you're expected to do all the mom things, but for the most part, you don't get the mom rewards. And the mom rewards, I mean, I see the difference sometimes too. You don't get the the little hugs, the little thank yous. You don't have the common history that bonds you, but you still have all the responsibility to do all the parenting things, all the logistical things. The second thing is your parenting is questioned and judged. You may feel inadequate 
as a mother, if you're a mother, if you have your own biological kids, but everything you do as a stepmother is exposed and judged. The third thing I hear is stepmoms often feel invisible. They may feel invisible in their own home. And this is especially true when you don't have your own biological kids. You could really feel like you're an outsider. The next one is often stepmoms feel like their feelings are not considered. And I think in the movie, the stepmom, that example that I gave is kind of the perfect example. The next complaint that I often hear is you are used as a weapon. Often you are painted in a very unflattering light. I mean, just think of how society, we still talk about stepmoms as being like the wicked stepmoms. I think in some areas it has changed, but stepmoms are still sort of seen as an outsider. Sometimes you're portrayed as the other woman, the one who broke up the marriage, when for many, this is absolutely not the case. Now, I know in my situation, it was so not the case, but I can't tell you the number of times I was treated as if I was intruding or the one to blame or the one to be angry with or the one to be resented. The next one is you are blamed for a lot of things. You are accused of overstepping boundaries or understepping boundaries or sidestepping boundaries. It often feels like there's not a perfect way for you to walk. You are often painted in that negative light. And then the next one is you'll often have to compete with the kids for your husband's attention. Now, again, this can be especially true if you do not have your own biological kids, but I know that many stepdads will feel this as well, that they're never sure where they stand in the pecking order, so to speak. So those are just some examples of what I typically hear. And if you're a step parent, you may resonate. If you are not a step parent, you may think that sounds like a whole lot of complaining and a whole lot of you got to grow up and get your mindset worked out. But I just want to share with you, this is just people's perspective. It's not to say that stepmoms are perfect. They're definitely not. I know that I'm not. I never will be. There are many things now in hindsight, after being a stepmom for so long, seeing my children get older, my stepkids get older, things I would have done differently. But at the same time, in hindsight, after having been a stepmom for so long, there were many times that I think back and I think, I did not deserve that. Now, when I often talk with stepmoms, after they've had a chance to vent about what they're feeling, And I will validate that they are feeling what they are feeling and they're not alone. Many, many stepmoms feel that same way. That's why there's so many groups for stepmoms that people are able to share their experiences. They will often share what they actually think about how they feel about being a stepmom and what they wish the biological mom would know, or even what they wish their stepkids would know. And here's a few things that they would like and that I know I wanted to share with biological mom and stepkids. I'm not trying to replace your mother. I don't have a desire to replace your mother. Your bond with your mother is unique. But this is not my ideal situation either. I know I already had my own children and I am fine with having my own children. Or maybe if you're a stepmom who doesn't have kids, maybe you don't want kids. 
Or maybe you're pained because you're not able to have kids of your own. So I'm not saying that having stepkids, like I know my stepkids are amazing and I love them. I adore them. But it is really hard to just step right into someone else's life when you weren't around to lay the foundation You weren't around to grow yourself into being a parent to these kids. And I think about it now that I have such a much better understanding of the nervous system. You see how foundational those early years are when a child is in utero as a newborn, those first couple of years. I didn't have a part of that with my stepkids. I don't know the history. So it can be really, really hard. I imagine that it's this way for a lot of different families. Perhaps it's this way when people are adopting as well. You don't have a history and that can be challenging. The next thing that I hear a lot of stepmoms that they would like to share is I'm not trying to replace you or take over, but here's what I would love. How about instead of talking bad about me, and criticizing me or stonewalling me and ignoring me and pretending I don't exist, acknowledging me, being civil with me, heck, even showing a little appreciation that I am stepping up to take care and love your kids, to do their laundry, to make their meals, to sit and listen, to be a friend, to take them to activities, to sign them up for things, to encourage them, to support them. Now, I know that in different homes, step-parents have different roles. Some step-parents have to take a bigger lead. Some want to take a bigger lead. Some will sit back in the background. But either way, they are doing this out of love for their stepkids And sometimes it's nice to just be acknowledged. This is not an ideal situation for anybody. But if they are stepping up, even if it's not exactly what you would do, that acknowledgement would be appreciated. Acknowledging that it's hard to step in and be whatever you're supposed to be. Because if I know this happened with me, if I'm doing too much, I'm overbearing. If I do too little, I don't care. And that's how a lot of stepmoms feel like, There's never any happiness. I I can't make everybody happy and I can't even make myself happy because I feel so torn in this world. And don't worry, we're going to get to more than just complaining in a little bit. Another one that was a really big one for a lot of people is how about not making your children choose? Anything good that they say about their stepmom is often seen as a betrayal or it's a competition. And I think this is hard for kids in divorce. There is a loyalty issue. I saw it over and over and over again with all my kids, my stepkids and my kids, and I still see it. It's hard to navigate for the kids, for the step parent, and even for the biological parent. But it's there, this constant issue with loyalties. It's constantly in the room. I think that is why some parents will often try things out for a bit and then decide, you know what, I'm just stepping out and I'm opting out of things. You will hear a ton of advice about how you should step parent. So things like, oh, let the biological parent do all the discipline. Keep your mouth shut. Don't have an opinion. You're just a friend. I will offer to you that you need to do what you feel is in alignment with who you are, who you want to be, the kind of family you want, the kind of marriage you want, there is no one right way. But your nervous system can guide you. I know that it was guiding me often. I often ignored it. 
And then I was not living in alignment. And sometimes me living in alignment meant that it was going to not make other people happy. Now, I know I'm not responsible for other people's feelings, but as a human, we tend to not want to start a lot of conflict. But I started to see if I'm not in alignment with myself, I'm not doing good for anyone. So this is another reason for you to get to know your nervous system so that you can listen to it. I know a lot of step parents and step moms, what their wish is, is for their partners to step up and stand up for them. Now, this can be really difficult because I know that your kids are a priority, but I think we have to be cognizant that if you want your relationship to work, then some things do need to change. Again, this is tricky to navigate because I do know that when the dad often does step up to support the stepmom, then they're often painted in the light of, oh, you're just going along with the new family and you're abandoning your children. If they step up too much, then their kids do feel abandoned. So it really is a fine balancing act. So I do want to acknowledge that it's tough on most of the characters in this play. The other perspective that a lot of stepmoms want to share is what they wish their stepkids, especially the older ones, understood. And again, I do want to mention, I know stepkids, we could do a whole episode on that. They've got their whole list of grievances as well. But since I'm talking about being a stepmom, give us a break. Half the time you have or you had no idea what we were enduring behind the scenes. Some kids don't realize what's happening between the parents. Some kids don't realize that maybe they're being manipulated or they're being used as pawns or they're being parenthesized. And we've talked about loyalty and betrayal. Many kids will feel it is a betrayal to like their step parents simply because they have been taught this, maybe not overtly taught this, but the message is very strong about what happens if you favor or you like your step parent too much. Another piece that can be very frustrating as a step-parent, and as I said, don't worry, I'm going to be sharing more than just these grievances, but if your kids have two families, don't be that middle person. And I admit that's a mistake that I made several times with my boys and their dad. So what I mean by this is my boys would say something to me, And then I would try to be the negotiator and go back to their dad and talk to their dad about this. My boys would say, can you tell dad this? And I would step in. That was not going to ever work. Your kids need to have their own relationship with their other parent. And like I said, I admit that it was a mistake that I made multiple times. And I've also been on the receiving end where I've received information about something that my stepkids are saying or doing or what they want or don't want. And my reaction has kind of always been the same. As much as I know you're trying to defend and help your children, you are not part of my family. You are not part of the other family. You are part of the child's overall family but they do have two homes. And so this idea of protecting your child from the big, bad other family, maybe you're trying to take on a rescue role, while it may seem helpful, it's actually doing everyone a disservice. Now you can go back and listen to episode 120 where I talk about the dreaded drama triangle. 
And you can sort of listen to what the different roles are. Are you being a rescuer with your children? Because if you are, that means you're putting your children in a role of being a victim and you're painting the other family as being a perpetrator. When we're in this drama triangle, it's not helpful to anyone. I honestly can't tell you the number of times we would hear something or get an email or text or hear, well, the kids think this or the kids say that, or they don't want to say this to you. They don't want to say that to you. And really, we just wanted to respond. Yeah, we know they're saying the same thing over here about you and your family. Now, kids will use what they can. I'm not saying that they're deliberately manipulative, but they are constantly in survival mode. They are trying to adapt. They are trying to get by in both families. They're smart. They're trying to use things to their advantage. And often what happens is they use something that Brene Brown calls common enemy intimacy. And I do hear a lot from my stepmoms that I work with as the kids, especially as they get older, that they will bond with their biological mom. They'll be getting approval from their mom. They'll be getting benefits from their mom over talking or complaining or sharing things about the stepmom or about the other family. Now, if you're a stepmom, you'll likely relate to a lot of these things. If you're a biological mom, you'll probably feel super defensive. If you're not a stepmom, or if you don't have a stepmom in the life of your kids, you'll likely just think, oh my gosh, this is an episode full of complaints. Everybody should grow up all around. Now, I am a stepmom, and like I said, I'm a bio mom too. When my kids were little, they had a stepmom. So I was that biological mom. And I can guarantee you that if you were to ask her, she would be saying, many of the stepmom complaints that I've shared today. As my kids got older, they didn't have a stepmom for a little while. Their dad recently got remarried, but because they were older, it is really a whole different kind of dynamic. I know it's not an easy one either. There's a lot of different issues when the kids are older, when they're older teens and young adults, but it's just a different perspective. So this is just a raw picture of what I hear a lot of stepmoms saying or what I have experienced. Now, if you're kind of feeling this icky feeling, there's lots of complaints, lots of resentment, lots of bitterness, lots of competition. Yeah, that is what a lot of stepmoms feel. There's a feeling of being sidestepped, overlooked, getting the short end of the stick. And I know that it is especially prevalent over certain times of year, holidays, birthdays, special occasions. But it is what a lot of stepmoms are going through, what they're feeling. So that was kind of the list of complaints and challenges. Now what? Well, there's good news. While you cannot control what your stepkids think of you or do or say, and you certainly can't control what the biological mom says or does or thinks of you, you can absolutely decide what you make it all mean and how you want to show up for yourself and your family. Now, years ago, I started using what I called the slime analogy. And what it is, is I likened it to when somebody says something or does something, gives you feedback, it's like they're throwing slime at you. And there are three things that you can do. 
One, you can allow yourself to be completely slimed. Two, you can simply move out of the way and let the slime bypass you. Or three, you can catch it, you can look at it, you can evaluate it, and then you can decide what to do with it. You can put it down, you can throw it back, or you can use it. When someone shares what they think of your parenting or what they think of you being a stepmom or even what your stepkids say to you or what the biological mom says to you or what you think the world says about you being a stepmom, that's the slime they are throwing at you. Now, the good news is you can actually decide between those three options of how you want to deal with the slime. I think the slime analogy is a great way to think about feedback in general, but it has been especially helpful for me in dealing with a blended family and being a stepmom. I admit I used to allow myself to be slimed. And by that, I would just, everything that everybody said to me, I took on, I felt shame, I felt guilt. I was really handing over my feelings to other people. If other people were on quote-unquote good behavior, then I'd feel okay. But the second they would quote-unquote step out of line, I would be feeling horrible. I was allowing myself to be slimed. It was painful and it was hard. Then I decided that the third option was a way to go for me, to catch it to evaluate it, to compare it to what is my value system? Who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? And then I could decide what I want to keep and what to send back. Because I do want to learn and grow and take responsibility. I've never been a stepmom before. I have made tons of mistakes. I will continue to do so. So option three is a great way to take accountability and have my own back. However, what I also learned along the way is option two can be very helpful. We do need to consider who is throwing the slime, what their role is, and what their motivation is. Because sometimes it is just best to duck and let go of things. It'd be hard to do, but sometimes that's what having your own back means. I'm not going to put energy into the slime that you're throwing. This may be a super simplified view of it all, but it has helped me. I want to offer that I know it is hard. I am a biological mom, as I've said, and a stepmom. And I have to say, being a stepmom is like a league on its own. Well, being a mother has some very, very hard challenges. Hands down, being a stepmom is like no other challenge I have ever experienced. And that is what I hear from other stepmoms as well. It can be difficult. It can be painful. And I will offer that you do need to take the time to acknowledge, allow, and process your feelings. You are entitled to them. My pattern now is to just allow myself to feel. My feelings need to be heard by me. I journal. I sit with them. I may talk them out with a trusted person. I nurse and I lick my wounds. I work on regulating my nervous system taking care of myself, having my own back, saying no to some things that others may not like, making decisions and choices from my zone of resilience. And only then, if I still want to, that's when I can look at things from a different perspective. I can reframe things. 
I can view things through a different lens, a lens of compassion, a lens of curiosity, a lens of choice. Feel first and then reframe. You are allowed to feel and you get to choose to reframe. Regardless of the kind of parent you are, the kind of family you have that you have or you're creating, whether it's nuclear or blended or single or same sex or childless or adoptive or one kid or 10 kids, it's kind of risky listing all the different families because I don't want to exclude anybody. But my point is we are all valued. All families are challenging. All will be 50-50. All require compassion, understanding, love, curiosity, forgiveness. All will have ruptures and all will need repairs. But today, I wanted to give a shout out to my fellow stepmoms. I see you. I hear you. I'm with you. You matter. You count. You are a very important part of your family. Thank you for doing what you do. I hope you found this helpful and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.